For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello everybody, happy Sunday. We hope you are doing well. It's another Roma Press Podcast following yesterday evening's results. Roma 1, Lecce 1. Very quickly, as always, thank you. So, so much to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to gain early access to episodes, extra episodes, post-match reactions, and a lot more, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. I'm going to try and draw this out at least a bit because I, I, I'm still, because of my post-match reaction, Andy, I said, I still don't know really how to digest this match because it was one of those meh sort of matches. There really isn't a whole lot to complain about from an overall point of view, in my opinion. There wasn't a lot of bad. There wasn't a lot of good. It was just meh. Very meh. Just, I, I still don't know That's pretty good how analysis, I should really John. feel That's... about it. <laughs> That's spot on. I know. Well, well, I have to say, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me most, and this is where sometimes... Writing about Roma primarily, being in the media part of it, where sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe maybe I'm not digesting this from a, non, a non-biased perspective. Maybe I'm just interpreting this all wrong. I need to have a better insight into this. But the thing that bothered me most about yesterday, Andy, was Gianluca Aureliano, the referee. I know it was floating about on social media, but I was watching The Zone, and they barely made mention of this. And the thing that sort of confused me was the clip that is going about on social media. It was, and someone can correct me if I am wrong, but it was on the world feed. So everybody should have been able to see it, to hear it. Now, if you don't, if you don't speak Italian, you're not really going to understand the context of what is being said. But I don't know why it's not being made a bigger deal. And maybe I am just, again, you're so deep into this. I just see and view everything through the lens of a, a mad Roma person in the media. And there's no, there's no further, uh, there's really no balanced perspective coming from my from my feeble mind. I don't know, but. Should it not be a bigger deal that the referee, before a match kicks off, in a match that he is overseeing as the head referee, it's not as if he is in the in the booth uh, doing the VAR. It's not as if he's an assistant referee. He is the main overseer of the match. Am I the only one that finds it a bit odd and extremely unprofessional? I, I would say all of us, regardless of your view on it, at minimum, we're all going to agree that it's unprofessional. but. Why is it not a bigger deal that the, the the referee of a match is talking to the captain of the opponent 
of the of the manager that you are criticizing. You're talking about uh, if you missed it, Aureliano. He was caught talking to um, Lecce defender uh, Gallo before kickoff, and Andy. He's clearly talking of Jose Mourinho. Talking about what is this guy done? No, no, like uh, hey, like this guy where did he is play supposedly his... a, such a big deal playing this way. Come on, what is this? You know. Yes, yes. It, it basically, it reminded me of a way you talk to a mate, a friend watching a match in a bar. Okay, that's fine, but context is everything. You know, I don't have a problem with what he said. I have a problem in the setting in which he said it. I have a problem the time at which he said it, it is exactly like that old adage goes, you know, it's okay to yell as you are running towards the train. I'm coming. I'm coming. It's okay to yell it then, but you can't yell that while you're on the train. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Context is everything. You can't be talking that way about a manager in a match you are about to oversee. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal in my opinion, at least. If the second half was not filled with one of the most obvious sending offs that did not happen, I am still, I've seen that replay, Andy, at least two dozen times. I do not understand how Roma were not playing with a man up because Trefeza should have been sent yeah, that, off. That, I, I, that foul on, I mean, the, on Dybala is uh, something that boggles my mind, how you, you look at that. And it's not anything. It's not regarded as anything serious, which it was. From behind, clearly, contact, uh, a, a, a real powerful stomp. Uh, just, you know, like the whole yes. story of the foul, of the intention, is in that movement. So there is no excuse to be made, no disregarding that. It's impossible. But these are things that happen so often. And... It seems like with the likes of Itali uh, Aureliano and uh, and Maresca, it's uh, you always need to play one hundred percent because if you don't, uh, you, these episodes will happen and they they'll basically decrease your chances of winning. Now that doesn't mean that had Aureliano been b better yesterday, uh, last night um, Roma, you know, would have put in a a good performance which I think uh, at times was a good performance. I think Roma created a lot. They they uh, they encountered Falcone, who once again adds his name to the long list of goalkeepers that just show up, put in an unbelievable performance against Roma, and then fade from the it's face of the earth. And yeah. uh, mind you, Falcone is a Roma fan. Um, just so to increase the... The irony of the situation, the, the Lecce goalkeeper is a professed Roma fan, loves Roma, um, spoke about Roma in several interviews in the past, and uh, he was uh, clearly looking forward to this night. Um, no, but, you know, credit to, there has to be credit to, to Lecce because l look at them, they, you know, they started off uh, the season terribly and uh, it seemed like they couldn't get out of the relegation zone and now they're putting in a, a, a nice string of performances even when they lose um they play convincingly when they're at home they dominate they really have a, a great support great backing from the crowd uh, i i really like the atmosphere at that stadium what you know what i can say about roma and last night is that um 
this is, you know, this is one of those games where you win some, you lose some, you draw some. It 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 just it has that feel. It has that feel mm. that this is one of those games that will happen eventually in the season. You know, we maybe we got accustomed to beating these smaller sides in Serie A, but honestly, I don't. I didn't feel. After the Cremonese loss in the Coppa Italia, I told you that um, I lost confidence in this team. And and so a game like last night doesn't change anything for me in terms of it. it's not the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's a tragedy. I don't see it as uh, a failed objective like I consider the Coppa Italia exit. I consider that a failed objective. I consider that loss to say much more about Roma than than uh, than last night's result. I think it's it's perfectly normal for a team like Roma to sometimes encounter an opponent that you know is going to be difficult. You know playing at Lecce is difficult. They they um they played really well against uh, uh, uh several top sides in the league. They managed to take some points off a number of teams including Inter and it's it's it, it just that's how it is, you know. It's football. This is Serie A. Basically, you if you end up uh, with a slow start, you are likely to pay. And Roma ended up with a slow start. They were, mind you, they were unlucky to concede. I think it's not like um, they they gave a ton of space to 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 Lecce. It's not like they were, you know, getting right. uh, overwhelmed by Lecce. They just were unlucky to concede. It happens. It's one of those games. I think that's why you say meh, because overall, it wasn't a particularly bad performance. It wasn't a particularly good performance. It was a performance that you'd expect on a Saturday night at Lecce, away, you know, against an opponent that is has, you know, there that has gotten good results in recent weeks that has gotten a sniff of the promotion of, of staying up in Serie A, not going down, not following in the footsteps of uh, Sampdoria and Cremonese. They are right there where they want to be and they're going to do anything to to stay up there. So were they, you know, were, were they lucky to to have Falcone on a good night? Were they lucky to have uh, Tommy Abraham and El Shrawi missing really uh, huge, huge chances for Roma? Well, s- some of it, yeah, sure, but it's it that's that's part of the sport. You can't win every single game. Um, it was bound to happen that you that you leave the Olimpico, you travel to Lecce, and you encounter an opponent that really knows what they're doing and holds their ground against you. And perhaps, yes, we could have, you know, some substitutions could have taken place a bit earlier. You maybe want to see Roma change it up uh, sooner uh, than later in in these kinds of uh, matches and, and in certain situations because there is an element of predictability. At some point in time, you more or less know what to expect. And... Uh, putting on somebody at the 80th, 85th minutes is, is not going to change the world, right? It's not going to make a huge difference. And and maybe that's something that Mourinho needs to reflect on going forward. But on the other hand, it's it's once again, it's it's part of the deal. You, you sign up for it. You go to Lecce, you are always have a difficult time. So overall, um, I don't feel like criticizing the team too much. I obviously I can understand there is a lot of frustration because 
you think to yourself, well, they again, they had they had a week time, a week of time to prepare. And, you know, this was this was supposed to be the new start for Roma, right? They finished the the Coppa Italia, okay. Now they they can focus on on top four and the Europa League. They finally had a week off. They can use it. No, it doesn't have. Well, tough luck, you know. We move on. There is more to look forward to. Um, it, you're never going to have a perfect year, especially if you're not perfect. If you're not a perfect team like Napoli, uh, if if you are a team that still struggles to do certain things, you will always, at some point, that will always catch up to you. Um, so that's why you have to savor the good moments. When, when these ga- games come along, like the one against Lecce, um, you have to... You have to just learn to move on because uh, there is no point in in thinking about it too much. That's why the Cremonese loss upset me so much is that a game like that comes around only once and afterwards it's done. You, you, didn't, you don't have a chance to to do better. You have a, you, you you can only go away. You can only exit the competition. That's the that was the deflating part about the Coppa Italia defeat. Whereas here, hey, you know, I mean, you draw with Lecce. You're on equal points with Atalanta, with Milan. Uh, Lazio lost last night, so that's that's to your advantage. As Mourinho said, I understand his outlook in last night's press conference when he said, "Still, it's it's one more point." And 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 on these nights, it's how you need to look at it. It's not oh we dropped two points; is we got one point because when the Serie A table is so tight up there. And uh, and everybody really is just battling for that one point. Um, then even that makes a world of difference in the end. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, I still think when you step backwards and you look at the entire match, I, I do think Roma, if, if, if you had to pick one, I would say that Roma were the team most worthy of the three points. Again, I, there were only a couple of opportunities that I can recall clearly where Lecce had uh, had an opportunity to add another goal. I thought Roma, you talked about Al Shirawi, the guy that I think everybody wants to discuss or seems to be based simply on our replies on Twitter. The one most in, I don't know if it's if in question, that probably sounds a bit too harsh, but anyway, it's Lorenzo Pellegrini, who in terms of uh, scoring opportunities, I don't know how powerful the radars of NASA are, but certainly that shot that he sent into orbit, I would imagine they were able to at least capture partially when it entered into the atmosphere outside of the Earth. I would assume they were able to calculate how how long it's going to take for that shot to to land on Mars. But anyway... I'm not going to say we have a Pellegrini problem because here's the issue. Andy, there's no alternatives to Lorenzo Pellegrini. 
the only alternative to Lorenzo Pellegrini is completely altering the formation. It's going to a, I, I, I don't know, a 4 4 2. I don't know what, what the realistic options would be, maybe a 4 3 3 or something. You have no, nobody in the team who can replace this guy. There's, no, there's nobody. So while I can admit that Lorenzo Pellegrini is struggling at the moment, he is not living up to his level. And by the way, this has always been the criticism that I myself have levied against him. When, when, when it comes to Pellegrini, the problem he has had, whether it be this season or previous years, and has always been maintaining that balance, maintaining that consistency, being able to, when you don't make an assist, score a goal, you are still able to at least contribute in different ways. Something that Jose Mourinho uh, uh, recently criticized Tammy Abraham for. He came out a week ago, uh, I think, uh, for the uh, for the match, and he said, well, I'm really happy about Tammy because now he's finding different ways to contribute. Even if he doesn't score a goal, he's not getting down. He's still giving his, uh, giving his full effort and being able to lend a hand to the team. I think that is something that Pellegrini really struggles with, wherein if he is not doing an assist, scoring a goal, doing a free kick, something of that nature, it, it seems like you're hard-pressed to think of moments where he really stood out in a match. And he he's struggling right now. And I think I think it's very clear and maybe a bit more obvious, and it stands out a bit more when you do have a negative result. As I said, after Roma defeated Empoli, when you win like that, whether it's 1-0, 2-0, so on and so forth, you forget and you don't tend to speak of individual performances because the team not only gets a result, but when you have maybe one guy, two guys struggling from an individual point of view, if you are playing well as a team, that masks, at least to a certain extent, the struggles that certain players may be having in a particular moment. And I think the fact that Roma drew yesterday, it's easier to point out the fact that Lorenzo Pellegrini is struggling. So I guess I I, I don't want to say that it's pointless to discuss it, but I, I guess I'm more so in the camp of, okay, we can discuss it. I'm 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 comfortable with that. But you have no other solution. The solution is you let this guy play and he figures it out. Because, Andy, who, who do you bring in for him? Roma have nobody with that similar mm. profile. Nobody. Maybe Volpato, but unless you feel, if anybody feels comfortable playing Volpato at this point consistently over Pellegrini, I, 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 I suppose I, I don't really understand what that accomplishes. So, I, where do you come out on this? Because I, I saw a lot of criticism against him and. I don't think he played great, but I don't think he was that noticeably Listen, poor. I think, obviously, Pellegrini is playing with a handbrake on, and um, there is just something not clicking in terms of his form and in terms of his uh, tasks. Whether he has too much to do on the field or something, it just he's not able to to play up to his his strengths and um, and and do what he does best, which is sort of find uh, that fine balance between being a midfielder and being an attacker sort of 
finding his space, finding the 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 passing lanes, and um and and providing the others with opportunities to score, which he can do. And he, at his best, that's what Pellegrini was. He was a guy who could give you ten assists, right? And um, so far it's not been the case. And as you say, there is no solution to the problem. The only thing that Roma could do right now, I don't know, is either either put an extra midfielder in and take him out, you know, like somebody like Wijnaldum, and then you sort of add an extra body, maybe have El Shirawi slot in instead of him. You know, it, you just have to, you would have to basically restructure the whole, the whole attacking department with 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 Pellegrini gone and he is there is something about Pellegrini that makes him unbenchable I mean just in this team he is the the captain and that's not to say that any you know uh, a captain cannot be benched but there is there is some weight to it and there is some weight to that decision which Roma don't need right now because if you bench Pellegrini right now um it would create so much chaos uh, just in terms of yes, it becomes another episode. You've after just, Zaniolo. yeah, you've just. On, I mean, they're still asking Mourinho questions about Zaniolo and the post game pressers. So why would Roma ever now decide to put Pellegrini on the bench, which would in turn cause even more of oh, what, what what's the future with him? Is he gonna leave after Zaniolo? Is Roma getting rid of the Italians? I can already see it. I can already hear the 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 stuff. So it's not even. I'm not oh, even. Oh, that defi- was fun! Yeah, yeah. The they're Romans getting rid of getting them. Rid they're of getting them. rid of them, like they did in the past. <laughs> they're getting rid of them. Clear agenda against the homegrown talent. Blah 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 blah. So I'm not defending. I'm not right. defending his performances. <laughs> I think really, um, with with him on the pitch, with him playing with a handbrake on, Roma have suffered because uh, some some of the decision making has been lackluster, and it, it always feels like the team needs to take that next step and. And Pellegrini is now the one who's not able to 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 um, to, to complete that next step. Before it was Zaniolo. Now it's Pellegrini. There is always a feeling that this Roma is always coping with an element that is a bit out of tune. Um, because Pellegrini at his best is the conductor. Pellegrini is at his best is not a leader like like Dybala, where Dybala Dybala when he's on. He's world class. Pellegrini, when he's on, it's not world class. It's about a player who is able to to involve everybody else. When when Dybala is having a good game, he's having a brilliant game on his own, and he's able to carry on his own. Where when whereas when Pellegrini is on his good day, he's able to involve the rest of the team and make everybody else stand out. It always feels like when Pellegrini has a good game, the whole team has a really good game. And I think that's his importance. That's why you 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 risk a lot um when when you consider taking him off is because Pellegrini is too important in a in terms of on and off the pitch presence. It's just he's too important. If you read all of the interviews with Roma players, the one name when they always get asked the same, whether it's young players or older veterans, when they say, "Well, who's who's helping you the most? Who's who's there for you?" Um, whether it's in your integration with the rest of the team, if you're a new, if you're new signing, or if you're a young player from the Primavera, go, coming up through the ranks, who's helping you? 
Pellegrini is always the answer. So that has to mean something because as soon as you consider that a guy like him is, um, you know, you can do without, then it becomes a problem. And I think Mourinho knows it and Mourinho recognizes this Pellegrini's ability to involve everybody else. And that's why he keeps playing him because in the hope of getting the best out of everybody, um, then obviously there are moments where you just need to take him off. If the game is progressing and 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 Pellegrini is just not delivering, or even worse, he's sort of hint, you know he's he's um, he's decreasing your chances of scoring. Then you do need to do something about it. Again, then it comes into play. Who do you use? Do you put Volpaton, who's lost a bit of his magic? Do you put Solbakken on, who's seen like five minutes of playing time? And I saw that our uh, wonderful uh, group chat of uh, patrons <laughs> completely annihilated um, a guy that now is considered not good enough to play against Lecce. Um, the same guy who, right. when he faced us in the Conference League last year, uh, he was he was like a live grenade being thrown into our defense. So that's the verdict on him right now. What else? What is what else is out there for for you to to be able to replace Pellegrini? Maybe with Vinaldum being able to good, get his groove back, you can change things around in the midfield. You you can exactly have uh, El Sharawi play more of a central role. Maybe with Selik coming back if. If he's worthy of it, I don't know what's happening. Is he in the doghouse? Whatever. But that's the feeling is that you're playing with Pellegrini because he's essential, but also because you only have those options. It's not like you have a, a big list of alternatives that will provide you with quality minutes. Um Roma right now, when I think when when they're when they have to use changes, when they have to rotate, they're like taking a chance on everybody. You you and that's exciting, but that's also a problem. You want some reassurance when you're facing Lecce or when you're losing or when you need a win. Is that okay? I put this guy on and he's gonna deliver. Roma right now don't have that. They have oh, let's see if this works. That's the kind of attitude that Roma have. That's the kind of attitude that I think Mourinho has. And, those final minutes. I mean, when you when you choose to give Vinaldum his first ten minutes in in a game that you're drawing with Lecce and the team is suffering, the team is having clearly a difficult time in the final minutes to to find a, a, some kind of balance in the middle of the pitch, and you put Vinaldum on who hasn't seen action in over five months, um, that says all you you need to know about Roma's attitude is oh, let's see if it sticks. Sometimes that's what you need to do, and sometimes good things come out of it. But most of the time for Roma, it's always just a, a game of saying, "Hey, who's hot?" You know, it's it's and and it's a problem. It's a problem to play with with Pellegrini looking like J.R. Smith uh, in the, his final years with the Cavaliers. It, it's really it's Oof. a problem because you can tell that this guy uh, doesn't know which basket. He needs to score in, um, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about oh, <laughs> as a Cavs fan. Uh, it's it's really you have oh, that sh- feeling of of a player that is struggling, is doing his best to stay on the pitch and sort of uh, push the team forward, but it, it's also not his fault. It's not his fault that there are no alternatives. Had there been alternatives, you could make you know you could discuss and you could make a statement of oh let's let's pull him off because. Um, listen, Tammy Abraham, it, when he wasn't on, 
Mourinho took, made the decision. He had Dybala playing as a false nine. He had Belotti even starting his place. But that's because you have that possibility up front. Whereas with Pellegrini, it's nowhere to be found. So I think it's just a matter of of sticking to it. Uh, eventually, Pellegrini finding his way. I think he, he can do it. He's that kind of player that it seems like every year he goes. It's, it's not like Pellegrini is a player that we've ta- we've took a liking to him because I think of how he responded to the responsibility of the captain's arm, and especially at a really bad time when yes. Roma were just imploding from the inside with with Edin Dzeko um, not willing to play. Remember, he stays in his car and at the Verona, Bentegodi doesn't go. He stays in his car, waits for the game to be over because he doesn't know if he's gonna move to Juventus, and from then on. Well, most people should do that. <laughs> exactly, at that's what you I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, and and uh, and that's when that's when Pellegrini stepped in and took the captain's arm, and and I think we all recognize that was that was a pretty challenging time. And but he hasn't had a season where it's pure class and pure quality all the way through. He's had ups and downs in terms of injuries. He's had ups and downs in terms of performances, also in just terms of how uh, tactically he was being used. It's not like he... Throughout a season, Pellegrini seems like he's always being um, shifted in, in, in the manager's tactics, whether it's with... Di Francesco, Fonseca, or Mourinho, it always seems like he's he's being used all over the place and um, and never given enough time to get comfortable to where he's playing. Even when with Fonseca, when he was having his best year in terms of scoring and assisting and everything, um, eventually he was his position was changed and he had to sit, play deeper. Um, not face the goal as much as he used to. And and I think that's... So he's that kind of player that will have to struggle, will have to go through ups and downs, but eventually I think if you stick to him, um, he will deliver. I think if Roma put themselves in a position to succeed, I think everybody needs to step up overall. Um, and, and once they do it, like we saw last year, Hey, he won conference league midfielder, right? I mean, he was he was the he was the he was the best player in the conference league last season. So that tells you all you need to know about the kind of player he is. Through the bad moments, he can be bad. It's true. Um, there there is clearly something missing from what what his form right now. But if you put him in a position and the team to succeed, and they smell success and he can smell success i i think he is absolutely crucial in this roma team he has to always be on the on the pitch it's not even up for a debate it, he has to be just for in terms of morale yeah. in terms of locker room presence it feels different when your captain says something in the locker room and then is sent to the bench uh than when he's out there on the pitch I understand that Pellegrini is may not be the generational talent that some of the previous captains like Totti or De Rossi were, but even they went through ups and downs, and you still stuck to by them. So, it, it, I think it's only normal for uh, someone like Mourinho to bet on 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 Pellegrini because who who's he gonna bet on? Madi Camara, Volpato, or Belotti? No, it's the right. answer is Pellegrini right. every time. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's leave it there. Uh, Roma, they, uh, they have Europa League later this week. They play uh, in Austria for the first leg. Back next week uh, in Rome for the second leg. We will see what happens. I'm very curious to see what kind of uh, uh, team Jose Mourinho puts out there. I, I think this will give us a very clear picture as to what they view and consider objectives for the season. I think, to echo what Diago Pinto said, I think it's top four, and this is something you and I said right. in the previous episode, it's top four right. or, or bust yeah. now at this point. And I'm not saying or advising that they ship it uh, in the Europa League, but I, I would not be surprised to see, I won't say lack of motivation, but... Uh, the the most fierce output is probably the kindest way I could put it. That wouldn't surprise me at all, right? right? I, I it seems everybody is now on the same boat of top four. That's yes, it, right? it's um, it's a, it's a matter of 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 now really Roma uh, ramping up the 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 energy levels, the focus, um, no more excuses, playing really. Giving everything, it's not even just the because this is this is really the crucial point of of the year. This is when you were able to turn it around for you. I remember it's the end of February is when Roma last year were able to turn it around. It's where everybody, it's either either teams turn it around or they crash and burn. It's really that simple. Are you able to focus from game to game? Are you able to not make excuses? Are you able to train consistently hard and every three days? And um, it's it's. I think, I think every everything is 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 up for grabs. Um, if you ask Inter fans, they're just as worried about missing top four as Roma fans or Lazio fans or Atalanta fans or Milan fans. It's with the exception of Napoli, everybody is is scared shitless of what's going to happen it's because. Um, and and I think yeah. that's good. That's good. It has to. You have to. You have to be on the edge of your seat. I think that will help teams perform better. Where even one point, like the one we got yesterday, makes a difference. It's not the result you wanted, but it's the result that you take home with you. And maybe in the future, you look you look to it and you say, "Wow, that one point it really made the difference." Instead of saying, oh, those two drop points, hopefully it's a matter of, oh, this one point really, really helped us. Because it, 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 that's that's what it comes down to in these final months. It comes down to which teams are able to build the momentum and keep it going as long as possible. Napoli have really paved the way and basically said, hey, this is kids stuff. You know, we're nobody's catching up to them. Nobody's going to do the same thing as they did. But if you look at some of the the teams in the bottom of the of the Serie A list, like like exactly like Lecce or Monza, for example, those are teams that have been able to build a momentum, some momentum, you know, with with, with regards to their own objectives. And um and 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 really and really do something special. Whereas it seems like the the bigger sides, like Roma, like Atalanta, like Lazio, like Inter, are terrified of making mistakes. Terrified, and sometimes th- I think that can be more detrimental. Um, so, what I want to say is that for Roma to 
to really compete for top four in the end. They have to be fearless um, because, you know, you are going to make mistakes, but you you can also do a lot of good things. You can also do a lot of things right. The, there is no transfer window to help you. There are no more reinforcements incoming. So everybody is on the same boat where they have to make the best of what they have at their disposal. Some teams are more advantaged than others. Some teams have longer rosters than others. Some teams are privileged to have better options off the bench. Ultimately, at this point in time, everybody feels the pressure. The pressure goes up. If you if you make a mistake, if you if you if you fail to to win, if you fail to draw, even that will come by, back to bite you, and and you will find yourself really being you, you know one week you might be second, the next week you might be seventh or eighth. So it, it, that's the that's the thrilling part about it, the scary part about it. But honestly, why would Roma be scared of this moment? I keep saying it. Why can't they look at last season, see how it progressed, take everything that was right about the second half of last season and use it to their advantage here? It's because last season, you really, you it, it was like Roma were digging a grave and then all of a sudden they found a way out. They found a tunnel and they found a way out and they escaped. And um, why can't they do it now? You know, it's that should be is an example that it's never too late. It's never too late to turn things around. It's never too late to focus on a new objective. Right. Uh, I think for now, top four is the ultimate priority. Top four is more palpable, I think, more feasible than the Europa League, considered the 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 opposition and so on, and the teams playing and the teams dropping from the, from the Champions League to this competition. But you never know. You never know, and it's never too late to to turn your focus and pay equally as much attention to the Europa League as top four. Perfect way to end it. Completely agree. All right, we will be back and return later in the week after Europa League ahead of the next uh, league match. So thank you again for tuning in. We will chat with you again later in the week. Until next time, ciao. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.